0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Friday version of Lacrosse Talk PM where we will discuss some sports. And what's, the, the oddity here with Grant Bills in the studio, you could see him on Facebook Live, is that I don't think we covered sports all that much on Fridays when you were doing your sports show now that you're on the news talk show, but we definitely have some sports to talk about today. Yeah, well, the NFL draft was last night, and
1: we could kind of talk about the draft in a lot of different ways, right? We could talk about, because there are no sports going on right now, so I think we could talk about it as we had something to watch, right? America had a live sporting event to watch, and I know the WNBA draft was last week, but that's not to the same magnitude as the NFL draft. We're without appointment TV right now. We don't have games to sit down and watch. That's why the Michael Jordan documentary that came out on Sunday was such a big deal. That's why last night was such a big deal because nothing else is going on. And then, of course, we can also talk about what the Packers did. Uh, as well, we've touched on sports a little bit, like the like the the state track meet being canceled and the economic impacts yeah. of that on lacrosse. I, I think sport right now is a fascinating conversation because you can approach it from so many directions as it pertains to the the shutdown of everything.
0: Yeah, I guess that makes sense. We have shut down sports, so it would be harder on Fridays <laughs> to talk about sports. I did hear that Tom Brady did go to the Buccaneers. So um, he
1: did, but the, even the crazier is so part okay? is Rob
0: Gronkowski
1: <laughs> came out of retirement to he's like, screw it, I want to be a Buccaneer too. So everyone's just having a party down in Florida in Every, Tampa
0: I think you were included everyone that told me about Rob Gronkowski going to Tampa Bay to play with Tom Brady. I was like, Tom Brady plays for the Bucks every time.
1: I love how selectively into sports you are. Like When it comes to the NBA, you'll surprise me and you'll shock me with some of the things you watch and are into. And then there are these these huge
0: news stories that you'll just be like, "Ah, I'm not paying attention. That was my sarcasm. I knew Tom Brady. (laughs) That was speaking of sarcasm. We will get into sarcasm later in the show. We will. As uh, we inject Lysol into our bodies and people are outraged on both sides of the aisle about Donald Trump talking about what I don't even we we could play the clip and then we can go from there um we could play the clips I guess if we if we end up finding yesterday's clip I'll play yesterday's clip and then we'll play today's clip where he what would you call that did we just listen to it earlier Do, would you call him defending defending his comments from yesterday because he said something about sarcastically but i couldn't understand yeah uh, why he meant even mentioned sarcastic. so i think to kind of set the stage yesterday he was talking about different methods they were
1: possibly exploring to treat coronavirus one involved light one involved disinfectant and it was well like trump's not a doctor and trump's kind of a casual speaker he sounds more like you and me than most politicians so that doesn't make for a great mix and then today backtracking and say well no this was sarcasm I was testing reporters of this. So we backtracked it on a little bit, but we'll, we'll play the sound at some point
0: today. Yeah. The uh, the idea of our president up there giving sarcastic remarks in a tone that isn't sarcastic, because you could give some sarcastic, Tom Brady's on the Buccaneers. What? You know, like that would be, if, if he did it like that, you would be like, oh yeah, the dude's joking. Cause he does do that sometimes. And if you read a story and there, there are websites out there that would, that, that will clip him, you know, like we'll, we'll take this clip. And if you write it out, it looks like he's an, a baffling idiot, but if you actually listen to the comments, you like, hey, yeah, he's clearly joking. There, um, we did that with Pat Cran last uh, a couple of days ago, right? The 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 fire department and uh, me telling him, hey Pat, are you driving around in your trucks? You know your fire trucks looking for people with fire pits and and he started laughing and and said, yeah, that's what we're doing. And then if you stop it right there and just write it out, it, it sounds like Pat did say that the fire department's driving around in big red trucks trying to get people with illegal fire pits going on. Um, but then he goes, no, that's not what we're doing at all. So um, there are ways to do this, and uh, we'll we'll play we'll play as many clips as we can find of him taught. Not as many because that would be. I mean, he does two hour COVID rallies every day, so um, we can't we can't play all the clips. But I, I think Grant's going to hunt down a couple of these clips um, in about five minutes. We're going to talk to uh, the Hunger Task Force Executive Director Shelley Fortner. They had another food drive Fridays. The numbers that came in from last Friday were astronomical. They were incredible. It was pretty awesome to see. We'll, we'll get an update from Shelley on what they did today. They're doing food drive Fridays all through now till the end of May, every Friday, 11 to 1 11 pm or 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at three locations throughout Lacrosse. And I didn't hit on that yesterday, but next Thursday I'll, I'll just remind everybody, hey, tomorrow, get out there. Um, but okay, let's let's break down. Uh, Grant, did you watch? You were, you were doing the draft at WKTY. Did we have that again tonight?
1: Yep, so I was covering radio coverage of the first round last night, which was just on CBS Sports, so we normally play CBS Sports at that time. Anyways, they were doing their draft show, so I had it on in the computer. I was watching the video, so I had the, the visuals in front of me, but I was listening in the background. The Packers didn't pick until, I think, almost 10.30, and at that point, I was about ready to fall asleep, like because when the night started, I thought, okay, perfect. The Vikings will pick, the Packers will pick, and then I'll hop on our Facebook page. I'll go live, and I can see what people have to say. Right? I can take comments and and questions, and see who's angry, who's happy. And then, like ten o'clock rolled around, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to go live. Like this is Packers are going to take some linebacker. They're going to take some cornerback, and it's like, okay, great. They got it. We we hope this player's great, and we'll move on. And then they took a quarterback, which is the one. Position when you have Aaron Rodgers that will get people to actually pay attention at 10:30 at night. So I hopped on Facebook Live and I just went back and forth and back and forth with people until like 11. People were upset, Rick. Yeah, people were very well, upset.
0: And I and I wrote on the Wisdom page yesterday: that Green Bay Packers shocked a sports-starved world. So, and I think this would have been shock, whether or not we had you know the NBA playoffs going on right now or. Uh, an actual NFL draft or whatever, you know, baseball be ramping up right now too. Uh, not ramping up baseball be in going strong right now. So if, even if we had regular sports, this would have been pretty shocking. But do you think it was a little bit more shocking because this is the only thing America in the in a sports sense is tuned into? Oh, a- absolutely. I think sports talk radio
1: and sports TV last night when the Packers took Jordan Love, they were thrilled. Because it's controversial, you can argue one way or another. Aaron Rodgers probably isn't going to be happy, right? It was a, it was a very shocking pick. They actually traded up to take him. So I, I think this was a big event of of a draft that was like pretty average. There weren't a whole lot of trades. There weren't a whole lot of shocking decisions. But then at the end of the first round, the Packers spite Aaron Rodgers seemingly by taking a quarterback, very similar to the way that, you know, they took a quarterback when Favre was playing a lot earlier than people thought. There are a lot of differences between Rodgers and Jordan Love, who they traded for last night, but it's a hot topic. And I think everybody was thrilled when that happened last night. Packers fans excluded, right? People who work in media who need a story, they need something to talk about. This is great.
0: Well, those Packer fans that dislike Aaron Rodgers. Oh, and I know a few <laughs> of them. Are we, there? Are there? I, didn't, I was. Be, that was me being kind of <laughs> like. I think there's not that many. We. I, I mean, I, there's always a somebody somewhere. But. We work with one. Uh, you know, Scott. He'll come down
1: and talk he Packers like with like Rodgers. No, he he's been saying for the last year that they should trade him. Yeah, but, they should trade But, him. but he doesn't like Rodgers. The last. Year. Yeah, exactly. So. He he doesn't like the situation the Packers are in with Rodgers. He's not anti Aaron Rodgers. Well, I think it's started to become anti Aaron Rodgers yeah, the way the, that Scott just despises how much they pay him and his situation.
0: Exactly. The tweet from Demoski, uh on Twitter, right, you know, at about 1030, it was no GM Brian Guttenkunds didn't tell Rodgers he was going to draft love and no love doesn't know how Rodgers will react but it sure is fascinating theater oh it's yeah so, but that, that's oh, that's overplayed a little bit i think but yeah we don't have anything else to talk about so Aaron Rodgers was quoted before the draft he talked with Pat McAfee
1: yep. um and and they asked well Rodgers you know what do you think they're going to do and he said well it would be pretty cool to take a skill position player you know, get this or that. Aaron Rodgers did not say, well, we might take a quarterback. Like, that wasn't on his radar, I don't think. I can't imagine he was very happy when he saw that news, that pick last night. Yeah,
0: and he did say, was this the same interview where he goes, I understand it's a business and the nature of it. Obviously, love to bring in guys that are going to play and compete right away, but I wouldn't have a problem. So... He did. He did kind of hint that. Did you hear what Mike Zimmer said? Did you Did you see what Mike Zimmer? <laughs> that said? That Aaron Rodgers should retire. Yeah, yeah. He'd think, I think Rodgers should retire. I don't know what's going to be going on in their minds. We just worry about us. We're trying to get guys to beat them. So, uh, kind of kind of funny. Mike Zimmer, not always the uh, the funniest guy in the world. Um, what's uh, What else is odd? The, the Packers haven't drafted an offensive player since 2011, when it was a tackle which is probably arguably what maybe the they, they should be drafting in the first round now is maybe an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman. Um, but, man, do you even know the last time they drafted a, 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 a receiver, a running back? The, uh,
1: in the, first round? The, the last time they drafted an offensive player that wasn't a quarterback or a lineman – was, I believe, Javon Walker, and that would have been in the early 2000s. I only know that because people use it as anecdotal evidence. I don't remember, but that, that puts it into perspective, Rick. Since they drafted Aaron Rodgers, they have taken more quarterbacks now in the first round than wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends combined. Right now, they've done some work in the second round, but it's been a lot of defense, quarterbacks and offensive linemen. There hasn't been a lot of direct support weapons, you know,
0: for Aaron Rodgers the last 10 or so years. Okay, and then real quick, we got to get to news, but Jordan Love was terrible last year if you just look at his season, 7-6, 20 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Let FBS. Uh, but but if you read maybe what the coach had said, he goes, we lost, um, I think, a lot of starters. I can't remember the number. A lot of starters from the year before. The year before that, they were 11-2. and two. He had 32 touchdowns, 6 picks. So they were really good in 2018. I think they lost a lot of talent the next year, and they put it all on Jordan Love to to try to make Utah State good, and and he was just asked to to make plays when he probably didn't have playmakers around him. So I mean, it, it, it's hard to gauge Jordan Love. I, I think it, it would be tough to gauge him as uh by his stats last season. Well,
1: anytime right? a player plays, and he played in the Mountain West Conference, right? He didn't play in the Pac-12 or the Big 12 or the Big Ten, so we're not familiar with all the teams. And we're not familiar with a lot of the teammates that he had, so it's it's difficult to judge. It's very similar with Josh Allen, who played at Wyoming, who's now in Buffalo. When the pa- the Packers are going to want to bring him in and obviously turn him into the quarterback they hope he can be because he's a prospect, he is uh, certainly nothing more right now.
0: Yeah, and uh, Z93's Jen O'Brien's theory is that, hey, we're not going to have football come next year. That's and what they, she said, and they they yeah. the year after that, Rodgers is going to be 30, what, 38 years old? 37, 38 yeah. years old? And uh, he's just going to be an old man, so, you know, we're – We got the quarterback for the future because the future is going to be the NFL's not going to play for two years. I couldn't
1: go to sleep last night. I was up until about 3, and I woke up, and I reached for my phone this morning, and that's the first thing I saw. Jen said... Do you think the, they drafted him because they are they expecting no football this fall? And I'm like, oh, I don't I don't know. That's probably that helped me feel better. That's how I got myself to sleep last night. I was like, none of this matters. We're not playing sports in the fall anyway, so right. well, I'm not gonna get stirred up about it.
0: All right, let's go to let's go to Scott's comment the news. No, let's just go to the news Scott's comment a little later. We'll be back right here on Wizard. All right, welcome back to the cross talk PM. If you wanna get in here, 608-785-785. Seven nine one four. At this point, probably shoot me a text if you got questions. Shelley Fortner, executive director of the Hunger Task Force of lacrosse I'm guessing is on with us. Yes, how are you oh, doing? Okay, hey, I, I don't have control over the phone, nor can I see the phone, so I have to I have to talk into the ether. You gotta trust me, Rick. You yeah, just gotta trust and me. And I didn't look at your message. Because I was looking at uh, protest signs. Uh, hey, Shelly, how did uh, okay? So I got numbers from from uh, last week, and I was kind of like compiling these a little bit. Last Friday, you guys raised in terms of money without the special donor, the anonymous donor, about forty seven thousand dollars. Is that right?
2: Um, my guess is that's probably including the donor. Um, we did get a you know nearly twenty thousand right on at, at our pick up sites yeah um, the, well, and, and another gosh i guess that is about about another about 20,000 online you're right
0: yeah i said uh, i see 71,786 total and that includes 25,000 so i subtracted yes. there um but okay. but did we get the anonymous did we get the anonymous donor to match week to week cuz i think you know like really come on anonymous donor you should be matching week to week here
2: <laughs> you know, I think I don't think any of us expected this to go so well. So, you know, I mean, we were just lucky to get that, you know, in the first week alone, we certainly weren't expecting it, and we we're very pleased.
0: Yeah, you wanted the anonymous donors set a goal for 25,000 that they would match up to, and you guys were probably thinking going into last Friday, all right, if we can get, you know, a couple thousand bucks each Friday through May, at the end of this thing, maybe we'll get 25000 and the community comes through day one with uh, $46,000. So, uh, day
2: one, day one. It was it was phenomenal. And, you know, I mean, we live in such a great place. We know that they're going to step up, and I'm just happy they did, and it's just been great.
0: Now, when I talked to you last week, you said you had about, last week, about 15,000 pounds of food. When you finally got it all figured out, was that the number you you, you ended up with?
2: Yeah, it's a little over fifteen thousand. So fifteen one eighty nine last week.
0: Okay, and Um, have you today?
2: Yeah, yeah, we're very close. Oh,
0: did you hit that again?
2: We did not, but we got twelve thousand six fifty eight. It's very very close. Yeah, so, and that's, um, another great day,
0: and that's nothing to uh, because you you mentioned last week the 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 twelve. So you on a regular charity drive, whatever you know, when you guys are running a when society is normal and you can do a regular drive, you're getting about three to three to five thousand pounds. So to get twelve thousand, you get four four charity drives worth of food in one day.
2: Absolutely, I mean that's just the the regular food drive when we're saying hold a food drive for us. We're expecting three to five thousand pounds. Um, during that drive, and you know, you're getting around the ten thousand pound mark when you're having a phenomenal food drive. So that's where we are.
0: All right. So, and then, any idea how much money was collected for uh, you know the needy today?
2: I am looking at about eleven thousand dollars at the site today
0: as well. All right. So eleven thousand dollars and twelve thousand pounds of food.
2: Yes, we're. I mean, you know, the community is just kicking this out of the park. They really, really are. We're so grateful. I I knew that we would have a really good um you know turnout and that people here were really generous but you know i had no idea and we so need it and just to have them be partner with us is is so great for us
0: now to put things in perspective like you 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 pull in fifteen thousand pounds of food last friday you you let it sit around for a couple of days to to dispense if you know the virus right is that kind of how that works
2: Yes, we're quarantining it for about four days.
0: Okay, and then say, let's say like Tuesday you start to, to figure out, maybe you start to sort it. Do you get it all sorted by, by today?
2: We don't, actually. we still got some sorting to do. Um, hopefully we'll be doing that for a while. When we get these big drives in like this, you know, like Rotary Lights or iFeed uh, or the post office drive, you know, it, it does take us a while to get that sorted out. We're looking at can condition and... Data on packages and things like that. It does take us a while to get that sorted, but we're putting out, you know, the items that we need to put out right away. Um, sorting the rest and, and just have it on standby.
0: And then, yeah, how fast does does a lot of the stuff go at this point in time? Once you do, and do you have to notify food food? Uh, you're the food bank, so do you have to notify food shelves? Hey, we've got we've got stuff coming in. Come get it.
2: Yeah, I you know I'm I. Plan to tell them. I sent an email out saying, "Hey, we we you know this drive is going really well for us, and I know those of you that came in uh, when we were short and we were getting low. Um, we're back, we're back up and running now. So um, they've been coming in to get the
0: canned goods. Um, and then, do you guys need any help? Because uh, on Fridays or maybe come Tuesday or Wednesday when you start sorting this, would you need any volunteers? And how could people come help if they if they do if you do need help?
2: Yeah, we'd love to have volunteers, but because we're doing, um, you know, the safety precautions here in the warehouse and social distancing and that, it's best that people call to schedule um, because we don't want too many people in here at once. It's a great problem to have, um, but we have to be safe, too.
0: Okay, and they can just go to Hunger Task Force Lacrosse website to do that, right?
2: They can do that, yes. You better just call the office.
0: Okay. Okay, and then in, in terms of you're doing this every Friday through May, 11 to eleven a.m. to 1 p.m. at those three locations, the mall, big lots, and downtown here at the Law Enforcement Center, when people do want to bring non-perishable foods into those drives, do you, do you, can you give us some specifics? Maybe not too specific. You know, I want uh, meat sauce with uh, a little bit of garlic in it. Maybe not that specific, but in general, like, what are the best things that people can go to the store and buy and bring to the food drive?
2: We're, you know, we're looking for the staple items that we run out of the quickest. That's going to be things like peanut butter, cereal, pasta, pasta sauce, uh canned tuna, all of those things that, you know, pantries have on their shelves all the time. Um, We love all the extras. We love the interesting things that we get in our food drive. We've got those five staple items that we really want to, you know, keep collecting so we don't run out of.
0: And when you're sorting through this stuff in the in the next couple, or, you know, from last week and maybe, well, I guess not today, but uh, when, you mentioned interesting things. Have you pulled anything? What's maybe the most interesting thing you've pulled out of uh, out of the crates? Maybe from the food drive and just in general.
2: Oh gosh, we get we get really fun stuff. Um, it, you know, I mean, canned salmon. That's something that's you know fairly pricey in the store. It's really great when we're able to get that kind of thing donated. Um, you know, good families sometimes just can't afford that kind of thing. Um, we get lots of lots of noodles, we get taco shells and things like that, and and all of that is really something that a pantry family could use. Um, but it's kind of surprising sometimes to get some more expensive items, and and that's just that's just really neat because that means that people are recognizing that um, you know those who are needing help are no different than you and I.
0: Shelly, I donated it, or donated that canned salmon. What happened is I had two cans of it, and I opened the first can, and I hated it. It was gross, and I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I'm just going to take it to the food truck. Hey. Well, no, that's great. Thank you very much. <laughs> totally kidding. That was sarcasm, Shelly. Just kidding. Not doing that. Um, all right, I'm taking so, your
2: salmon. Bring the salmon in bring, anytime. Bring the I'll salmon in.
0: Yeah, do you get any Do you get any reactions from, from... Well, I guess you're not the... Again, you're not the food pantry. I was thinking, like, maybe people that are coming in there to, to get food, and they, they have maybe some strange reaction, like, whoa, this is in here? What a... I hit the jackpot. I'm sure that happens.
2: Oh, no, I know it does. We've got... You know, I mean, I get the pantry representatives say that to me all the time. We were... You know, we were really pleased with this. a client came in and they were so surprised with, with you know the variety that's on our shelf and you know these things that they can get that they wouldn't normally buy and they're really grateful we get those comments all the time from our programs that we serve uh
0: Shelly fortner lacrosse hunger task force uh executive director now lastly just before we let you go the uh the idea of having a food drive who who thought of that was that your your idea, or did you guys, I mean, this was something that was very much in need, but who's, who? who is the mastermind behind all this?
2: Well, you know, there's a lot of masterminds that come together. I, I knew that we were going to be in trouble when, um, you know, there was a, a rumor that the post office food drive might happen. So I reached out to, uh, you know, a friend of mine at the health department, and I said, we're going to be in trouble. And, you know, within 25 minutes, she had said, we're going to do a food drive. She got in rotary groups, and iFeed, uh, and rotary lights, and so many others and you know this this came together within like a half hour it was it was just so surprising but great
0: um and if people want to donate they can go to the hunger task force lacrosse website would you rather have people just donate on there is it a little bit easier to do that or do you do you do you ha- or is the fact that people are bringing food to you so nobody has to go shopping essentially uh what's easier what's better
2: well, you know, well, right now we need the canned goods, but we're getting those in great. And what the best thing about uh, financial donations is that we can go, you know, to distributors and, and grocers and and possibly get a better price than you might. So, um, you know, there's all kinds of different things that we can do with the cash donations as well.
0: Okay. Um, all right, Shelly, Thanks a lot for for joining us. And I'm sure we'll probably we'll probably just do this through the rest of May. Get get a little update for you, from you on Fridays. Well, that sounds
2: good. Looking forward
0: to it. All right. That's, she- that's Shelly Fortner, Lacrosse Hunger Task Force Executive Director. All right. We're going to do Scott's comment and the news. Coming back, we'll talk a little bit about the protest in Madison. If you want to call or text 608 785 7914 and maybe a little bit of uh, Trump's sarcastic comments the last couple of days. All right. We'll be back right here at Wizard. <laughs> Alright, welcome back to the Talk PM. If you want to get in here, 608-785-7914 to talk and text line. I think Greg sent me a picture of him at the protest. Gary Padeski is sending me Packard draft results the last, let's see, four years, five years. Uh, Jeff's telling me everything I say sounds doesn't sound like sarcasm. <laughs> uh uh-huh. And uh, then there's text from her this morning that those aren't those aren't for me, so I didn't read those. Uh, yeah, protests going on in Wisconsin and at, in Madison right now about reopening the state. I think Don is calling in. I think Don said he was at the protest. Don, are you there?
3: Yeah, I'm, uh, actually,
4: I'm sitting out on
3: I ninety right now, uh, rolling back from
4: the
0: uh, protest rally as we speak. Okay. How how how? So you were there. How how did it go? How how did it look?
3: Well, I was a little surprised. I didn't think there'd be so many people. Uh there's some people say, well, there's just a couple hundred some of the news outlets were saying there's a couple hundred people here and then the New York Times says there's a couple thousand.
0: Police estimated I don't the crowd. I think well, I'm
3: I'm gonna if I was gonna guess, I would guess three to five hundred people. I was a little surprised there was as many. Uh the speeches went on for probably like three three hours or so. Uh they had guys they had guys on, on the roof with guns, and no flag was raised. Um, I talked to the guys. There's no porta-potties around there. I talked to a guy. He's sitting there with this truck with a trailer behind it with porta-potties. And I said, well, aren't you going to put those down on the ground that people can use them? And he says, no. My boss got told that if they delivered them like they normally do for an event like this, that he would be uh, imprisoned and fined for doing so.
0: Yes. Yeah, think about. Think about. Um, yeah, think about. I guess so, most of the okay. So Don, of, you want to talk? Uh, the people there anyway. is
3: like, yeah, Okay, we we understand there's a uh, uh, there's a danger, there's a health danger involved here, but they think that they're going overboard, and we need to roll roll things back and get business functioning more. So, of course, you know, with caution, but that's uh, I guess the the crowd pretty much reflected the uh, the attitude that I have on that contact.
0: All right, thanks for the call, Don. Uh, Yeah, police estimated that there were 1,500 people there, according to the Associated Press. Nobody was arrested. Some protesters wore masks and bandanas in accordance with the CDC mandates. Not mandates, I guess, recommendations. I keep saying mandates. Um, Don, I would have kept you on to talk, but you didn't stop so and you didn't want to don don (laughs) had to say what he wanted to say and and that's all he was looking for i know i I would try to interject a little bit because he was trying to predict how many people were there and i was like i got these numbers for you don (laughs) and then he he talked about people on roofs with guns i'm like what was that about but he didn't he didn't want to stop that's normal rick
1: why would why would you need to be clear people just hang out with guns on roofs it's america oh my bad. why does that need clarification <laughs> my bad.
0: it's always funny too I, I understand people want to call and get their their take in and i i would gladly love to have a conversation about it because especially if somebody was there we could we could kind of break down i think greg is texting in and greg greg was there so greg if you want to call and, and tell us you know what it looked like from your perspective I, i'm fine with that um eric from sparta is texting in i know eric didn't go to the protest but uh what did eric go ahead you're on the air
5: yeah, I thought this was a sports show. Then the next thing you know, I'll hear about his Lysol being injected, and you couldn't help yourself to your liberal point of view. And then you got the gall to tell a, a people's food co-op or the uh, food distribution place, you can't, you hated somebody. You said, but I hate this crap. I'm going to give it to them. Sir, you're a liberal buffoon in an absolute when it comes to helping people you lying fake
0: <laughs> I feel like Eric got everything wrong there except for the fact that we started the show talking about sports but definitely not a sports show
3: you're all liberal hacks period <laughs> oh,
0: yeah man. eric Eric I think was just thrown off kilter by we were We were talking sports. Yeah, like Eric doesn't like Eric has called me on multiple occasions to ask me when the Bucks are playing or if the Brewers are on. I didn't know Eric Um, was a sports fan. Yeah, he yeah he loves all that stuff. So uh, the idea that we can't do what we want on our show, I don't know. What
1: I would love is if you were hosting an all sports show, Rick, and then Eric called in to disagree with your sports takes based on your political leanings. Like that would be peak Lacrosse Talk PM. Rick Solom versus Eric from Sparta.
0: Yeah, and the idea that he was mad that I pretended that I returned the can of salmon to, or didn't return it, donated to the Hunger Task Force, despite the fact that I literally told Shelly that I was being sarcastic. Anyway, we spend a lot of time trying to analyze Eric, and I don't know if we need to do that so much. But uh, is there someone else on the phone? Yeah, so we have Greg, your buddy off the talking text line, and then we have Darren. Okay, I I know Darren's been waiting, and then Greg, you're next, but Darren, let's go to Darren unless you hit the other button. Nope, we got Darren. Go ahead, Darren. Hey there guys. Um there just a couple things. The
6: protests in Madison, it's it's really fascinating to me. These uh the Trump supporters that are there um are protesting. Uh Governor Evers not opening up the state. But of course, Wisconsin hasn't met phase one of uh Donald Trump's uh reopening uh America uh task force recommendations. So they're they're protesting in Madison Uh, because Evers is doing what the president is asking him to do. How does that work? Uh, Where's the logic behind that?
0: Yeah, it's a little Um, bit ironic that uh, we're going to bring Trump flags to a protest over what Evers mandated based on the recommendations of Donald Trump. So maybe we should be in Washington doing these protests.
6: Yeah, it's really, again, there's no logic behind that except to say that, you know, these protests are taking place primarily in, you know, blue states Where governors of blue states um, are in none of those states. Michigan, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Virginia, none of them have met phase one of the Open America Task Force, uh, you know, criteria. So you're, you're literally protesting your own president's recommendations. I... I, I don't understand that. And then beyond that, we, we really do need to, um, you know, somehow get uh, the point across that, uh, you know, this virus is incredibly tricky. It, uh, you know, it is uh, one of those things where... You know, as you come together in these these groups, there's just no doubt that you're being exposed and, you know, you're going to spread this this virus. Um, And then later on, you're going to blame, you know, fake uh, news or you're going to blame the scientists or Dr. Uh, Fauci um, for making up numbers, which are just reflective of the fact that you were silly and went to these uh, protest to protest something that your own president is suggesting. Yeah. Again.
0: Uh- yeah, a little bit ironic. Thanks for the call, Darren. And then to you know, and to, to do this, may, maybe wearing PPE gear or mask or, or trying to be safe along during the protests. But uh, the idea again of opening up the state. Viterbo political science professor Keith Knutsen yesterday said hey, if we want to reopen the state, and that's the argument, and the legislature is going to argue against Governor Tony Evers about this and, and get on social media and and argue that he needs to reopen the state, but we need some kind of plan and some kind of organization. organization. We need to organize a way to do that, and if we want to do that, maybe the legislature should call themselves back into session and come up with a plan to reopen the state as opposed to just, you know, bitching about it. I think a plan is what we're looking for. Like, I can be convinced
1: to take about any action if it seems warranted and if it seems like the plan is well-founded. I I, I don't like just sitting at home waiting for something to happen. I feel like we need a little bit more of a plan, and I think that's where people are frustrated.
0: Yeah, and I could see certain things being reopened. Uh, So there was a story on WKTY yesterday about South Dakota having races where your you know outdoor races, and we've got lacrosse speedway in West Salem, and I was thinking like, would that be so crazy to reopen the races if we did it in a in a sensible manner, where maybe we had every other bleacher blocked off, and people had to sit so far apart, and maybe there's wasn't concessions. I feel like you know, God forbid, you couldn't go to the races without drinking some beer, but um, I feel I maybe have carry-ins. I feel like there there could be some sensible ways to do certain things. The idea, though, of going downtown and cramming everybody into a bar just makes zero sense to me. Um, speaking of cramming everybody into a capital, uh, not literally, but Greg, Luce, I think is calling in. Greg was Greg? also in Madison. Greg, hey Rick, hey, hey Rick, yeah, Greg. Yeah, uh, no, what? I'm
5: just getting back. I'm just getting back from the rally. How long? Uh, It was impressive. Uh, the New York Times. Said a few thousand people, and but the people that were there at the Capitol, the I talked to one cop that was at the Capitol door, and he said four thousand, but there were thousands more in cars stuck for miles trying to get to the square.
0: Oh, really? It was but, kind of uh, gridlock no, driving.
5: Yeah, it was great for a while. They blocked off the square. But, uh, yeah, it was impressive. Uh, There were people from all walks. There were LGBTs, and there were less Antifa than I thought. I saw on Facebook that they were calling Antifa to come out, but there was one Antifa guy.
0: Okay, just one?
5: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it wasn't too intimidating. How
0: long were you there, Greg? Because you said you're coming home. I don't know if you got there for the beginning. I don't know what time it started and how many hours. Yeah, yeah,
5: we got there about 1130, I think.
0: Okay. Well, like an hour and a
5: half before it started, and uh, talked with lots of people. Live streamed it. I think the live stream has 480 views already.
0: No, I saw. But, uh, I saw a protest. Uh, I don't remember what country it was, but they, the protest organizers, handed out masks to everybody, and then they actually had places for people to stand, so they didn't have to be packed one on top of each other. Was any of that going on where you guys weren't too close together, or everyone had masks, or the yeah, abil- we, av- availability? of the availability not live get in
5: next. We don't live in that country. We live in a free country. These people, none, barely any of them had masks on. And if they were, they were kind of uh, humorous masks.
0: Okay. And but, then were you guys, uh, was it pretty tight packed? I don't, you know, you, were people yeah, pretty close yeah, together? Yeah, it was packed.
5: It was just the corner, the State Street corner of the Capitol,
0: mm-hmm.
5: and it was packed.
0: Okay. All
5: and right. uh, right. and people driving around the, the square but I disagree with everything your your previous callers and you guys were saying. We we don't need a plan. Nobody there was calling for a plan. There was no plan when they closed the state down. They just did it with a bunch of arbitrary rules. So everybody there just simply wanted them to open it back up.
0: Yeah, just free will. Okay, for willy nilly, no plan. All right, Greg, thanks for the call. Um, let's let's go to let's take our last break, Grant, and we'll be back uh, to wrap up right here on Wizard. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. If you want to get in here, Grant might have some text to read, but we've we've kind of got a a bunch of stuff to get to. So let's go to the phones right away. Number three has been waiting. Number three, you're on the air. What you got? Is this Rick's Deals? Rick's Deals, yeah. What what are you selling?
4: Whatever well, fence post holes, number nine size. <laughs> anyway, got got you on that one, didn't I? <laughs> I see the counties opening up their campgrounds. Yep. And they'd like people from just La Crosse County coming to them. If you're from out of La Crosse County, you got to be quarantined.
0: Yeah, you got to bring enough supplies for two weeks' worth so you, they don't want people out of the county going to the store if they're going to be at a campground. So you go to the campground and I just and wonder camp what they
4: weeks. think of these thousands of cars that come into La Crosse from, like, Vernon County, Jackson County, and Tremplo every day.
0: What about Houston County?
4: Oh, yeah, Houston County, too, yeah.
0: Yeah, me. I'm coming here every day. So I don't. You're coming
4: into, here every day, you now they're worrying about the campgrounds, but they don't seem to be worrying about the people coming to work from these other counties.
0: Yeah, I think maybe they're worried about what people tend to do at campgrounds and, and the drink idea beer, that
4: drink, drink beer and talk smart at a campground.
0: Well, and your buddies come over too, right? Like you got some friends and they come and you sit around the fire and you hang out. So
4: yeah, I think yeah, I, I think that I go on the other side of the trailer, then they don't see me. And oh, another thing, did you see where? Uh, Hormel Foods over Wilmer's, Minnesota, their turkey plant. Yep had had some infections yep. over all, the week.
0: Yep, all those plants are uh, going to get everybody infected. So what's going to happen? Yeah,
4: I've been checking on the internet. The poultry plants down south are playing very low key. Mm-hmm. They're not putting it out.
0: Yeah. All okay. right. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the call, number three. Um, Grant, you had you had Trump yesterday, and although Eric yelled that I I talked about Trump and something about injecting Lysol, I didn't even talk about that. I just talked about Trump in general saying stuff which which he may or may not have been. I don't know if he said today what he said yesterday was being sarcastic because the way I I heard his clips today, I don't. I think he was talking about two different things. But this is Trump yesterday in terms of you know trying to figure out some kind of treatment
7: one minute and is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or or almost a cleaning because you see it gets on the lungs and it does a tremendous number of the lungs so it'd be interesting to check that so that you're going to have to use medical doctors with but it sounds it sounds interesting to me
1: so just to clarify, he is talking to uh, Dr. Deborah Burks. So they've kind of had this crack team of doctors between Fauci and Burks, And he's kind of gesturing like, so that's something we're going to check out. We're going to take a look at that. Right. So just to, to give a little bit more context to that video.
0: Yeah, I think there's an X-Men character that shoots light out of his eyes. And maybe we can use him. I can't think of his name. I never even think of these X-Men people's names. Libertarian guy is upset that we play that clip because he we're playing exactly into what Trump wants us to do is is maybe go overboard on the ridiculous things he says that he know he Trump's playing us all right like I'm going to say something so ridiculous and they're going to focus on all that and meanwhile we're still locking kids in cages on on the south border something like that I, I, I think Trump knows
1: what he's doing more so than what most people say but today here was his reaction about 20 seconds where he kind of clarified uh, what he said about yesterday especially disinfecting Uh, and getting disinfectant into the body.
7: I was asking a question sarcastically to reporters like you just to see what would happen. Now, disinfectant for doing this maybe on the hands would work because when they say that something will last three or four hours or six hours... But if the sun is out or if they use disinfectant, it goes away in less than a minute. Did you hear about this yesterday?
1: And by the way, Libertarian Guy, we might be dwelling on it, but it's really entertaining. And I get a I get a kick out of it. So I'm going to dwell on it, whether that's what Trump wants or not.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's just it's kind of silly. Like, really, this is, this is the president on national TV or national every day is COVID rallies. This is what we're talking about. Um, you know, we could go back to drafting Jordan Love uh, with the Packers' number one overall pick, uh, trading up four spots from giving the Dolphins a fourth-round pick to, to get him. Yeah, what's worse, trading up to take a quarterback
1: that probably wasn't going to go for another dozen picks or so, or injecting Lysol into your arm?
0: I think Wait, that's an interesting he didn't debate. didn't say injecting Lysol, although Lysol has come out. Uh, I think if you look at Lysol's Twitter, Grant, I don't know how fast you are. You have 20 seconds Uh, Lysol did have to put out a a, some kind of tweet that said, "Hey, don't um, don't ingest Lysol to clean." Tells customers not to inject disinfectants as possible treatment.
1: Yep, they were they were all over that. (laughs) All right, can I eat a a a Lysol wipe? Would that have the same effect? I wouldn't have to inject it that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of them laying around the studio. Exactly. All right, that's gonna do it. We're going to be back on Monday, and who knows what we're going to talk about by then. Three days of, th- two days worth of COVID rallies between now and then. All right, thanks. Have a good weekend, you guys.